Hello, hello, I'm Dana Wilson, and this is Words That Move Me. I move people. I choreograph movies, music videos, and TV shows. I dance for pop stars. I coach some really awesome people. But what I truly love is to learn, share, and inspire clarity and confidence in my fellow movers and shakers. So if you are navigating a creative career or simply want to live a little more funky and free, then settle in because this is for you. Hello, hello. I'm Dana. This is Words That Move Me. I'm stoked you're here because today we are talking to a dear friend and a phenomenal talent. Holy actual wow. Randy Freitas is a B-girl ranked fifth in the U.S. Olympic ranking. She is the founder and creator of Omega Flow Floorwork. She is a working dancer in the commercial dance industry, as well as a force to be reckoned with in any cipher. Um, thrilled to get to this conversation, but first, let's do some wins. Today, I am celebrating wrapping work on a project. Um, I've been in kind of a long-term projects mode, uh, a longer work phase and fewer deliverable days, and I'm celebrating being done with deliverables on one of my projects, and I'm thrilled about it. It went very well, learned a lot, met new friends, had a good collaborative flow, and yeah, I think that's I think that's what I'm what I'm celebrating. I'm celebrating shipping and being done uh, with a nice firm handshake. A handshake? That's not a handshake. We're moving on to your wins. What is going well in your world? What have you delivered? Um, what have you completed? What is going well in your world? Hit me. All right, my friend, congratulations. I'm so glad that you're winning. I'm glad to be cheering you on from the sidelines, from the sidelines. I guess that's where I'm positioned, currently in front of you, but on the sidelines of the game of art and your life. We gotta just keep it moving. This conversation is too good to wait any longer. Randy and I are digging into ideas of gender in dance. We talk about womanness. We talk about flow, all kinds. Uh, we talk about we talk about breaking in the Olympics. We talk about the hip hop nutcracker. Uh, we talk about a whole lot of other things, some important and some just straight up funny. Enjoy this conversation with the one and only Randy Freitas. <laughs> Randy Freitas, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Are we rolling there? Yes. Okay, I do see a red light, it turns out. <laughs> um, you've been warmly welcomed by my lap warmer, wrist roll. Which is the greatest part of today, I think, it's is going to be good part of today. <laughs> the pub. And it's only going to get better because yes. we're going to talk about dance. Excellent. We're going to talk about being women. Yes. We've already talked about menstruation, yes. our cycles, yes. upon your arrival. Yes, so thank we you definitely for that. need that, that was, part recorded. Though. That was rich. Um, <laughs> well, it's kind of funny. I've said before... And it's important that we just dig into this now. The onset language for I have to pee is 10-1. You just say it. You announce like 10-1. And if, mm -hmm. it's a, if you have to poo, it's 10-2. But there is no 10, I need to change my tampon before I bleed through my pants. Which right? feels like it should be like 10-1000 because it's <laughs> important and urgent and yeah. you don't want me ruining your costume. And yet... Oh, definitely not. The wardrobe. I was imagining this as a choreographer on set, just thinking like about, I only brought one pair of pants with me, <laughs> which is something that I just should be better at. But why, like women have to think about that. Isn't that crazy women that we have, have to, to think travel about the world with two pairs of pants? Yeah. Just in case. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I'm thrilled. Okay. Tradition on the podcast. She's going to find, she'll, she'll find the spot. She'll yes, get cozy in just cool. a second. Uh, tradition on the podcast, all my guests introduce themselves, Okay, which can be daunting. Some people love it, but uh, tell us everything you want us to know about you. My name is Randy Freitas, a.k.a. Rascal Randy. I am a B-girl and freestyler as well as an industry choreo dancer. Mm -hmm. I grew up in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. I moved to L.A. 10 years ago with no idea of anything about anything about dance Surely that's in the commercial world okay yeah the commercial yeah. dance world yeah okay keep going keep going i am the founder of omega flow floor work training program mm -hmm. um training community mm -hmm. and i teach at movement lifestyle 
And I feel like I'm generally known as the person that finds her way to the floor yes. when dancing. Yes. <laughs> I would co-sign on that. Question mark about Bay Area and you moving down here. When did you find dance there? You were obviously so, were. I didn't find dance in the form of, of the way we think training. Mm-hmm. I found dance in the Bay Area through house parties and making up uh, dances with friends for talent shows and dancing before basketball games or nice. for pep rallies or those kind of things. So it was very like hyphy centric, yeah. um, just party movement. Yeah. It wasn't until I went to college in Colorado at CU Boulder that I found um, breaking because I went to a concert. I went to The Roots uh-huh. and in the corner there was a bunch of B-boys and I literally spent the whole night. I don't even remember seeing The Roots on stage. I like spent the whole night like just blown away because we had breakers in high school, but it was like somebody kind of knew a windmill and like some stuff, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, and this was like just on a level I'd never seen. Uh And so um, one of them saw me standing there staring at them and was like, hey, we practice at this rec center if you ever want to come. And it took me a little bit to like get up the courage, but I finally just like showed up to the rec center. Fantastic. Yeah. And how long after that would you say you made your way to LA? Like three years after that. And was it pretty intense training from that point on? Like yeah. once you made yeah, your once, way there? Once I you made my in. way there, I was in. And then we were doing street shows and somebody came up to me because they saw me teaching little kids at the street shows Ooh. and they needed a like They were like, baby this breaker. is a money making opportunity here. <laughs> they were like, we need like a breaker teacher for little, little uh-huh, ones. Uh-huh. And because I taught there, I got to take free classes. So that's what also kind of helped introduce me to the choreo world yes. and like I was because you had to choreograph it. in order to be teaching combos to Chinese yes yeah and then also just I started taking choreo classes oh, like see, out, outside of my my known range of movement nice. so like I was of the era where like every breaking crew had a popper slash locker on yes, it yes and so Caleb was his name and so I learned like some popping and locking and party dancing from him uh-huh. But as far as like the choreo world, Uh I was very unfamiliar with it until I started teaching at the studio. And I was just so hungry for dance that I didn't, I really didn't mind looking stupid. Nice. And I still feel like that's like my, (laughs) my, my superpower through dance has been like, I'm okay to be a beginner. Nice. So yeah. So I just kept like throwing myself in like really uncomfortable situations. Do you think beginners have more fun? Yeah. Nice. And I think I'm trying to remind myself that today, like I love watching little kids dance. Yes. I love watching non-dancers dance when they're really like in it. I just love like the reminder that like that freedom and that like, I don't care what I look like. I'm having such a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that I try to hold onto. Yes. it. I think that that translates when I watch you dance. There's an abandon and a willingness that... I don't find in everyone. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's a special, unique to you. Thank you. So tight. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Um, and you made your way here, or you decided to come here. Just, How? What was the What was the so, moment? <clears throat> I don't know why I'm fascinated with this question. By the way, I ask everybody. This yeah. Moment. What was the moment? What, what I didn't makes have you come? A moment. I had a person. I had a few very influential people. But was there? What was it for you? Mine was also a little bit of a person, mm-hmm. um, or a couple people that wanted to move to LA. I knew I didn't want to stay in Colorado. I knew that was like a momentary thing. Same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no offense. <laughs> Love you 303. My high is, is a great city. Actually going back now as an adult, I kind of like, man, I really like this. It's a cool place. Yeah. I left quite young. Yeah. Back to you. I feel similar. I like like going back and, and there's some really great uh, studios out there now and everything, but mm-hmm. I just missed the feel of California. Yeah. And so I couldn't afford to go back to the Bay and there wasn't really opportunities there. Um, And so it was between New York and LA just of like, it wasn't to to work. It was to be surrounded with more dance. Mm -hmm. Um, And so a couple friends of mine were moving for work and I was like, I'm going to tag along. I'd also just broken up with my first girlfriend ever. I was like going through this whole like, I'm gay. And like, I dated someone in the dance scene and it's really messy now. (laughs) And so, so it was, yeah. So let's, let's get out of here. But I didn't, I didn't sign when I got here. I didn't do any of that. I just like came and like, was like, there's so, cause we had been coming to freestyle sessions. We had been coming to take, which is coming up by the way. 
I don't know when this episode comes out, but November, right? Yeah, 11th and 12th, in case it comes out. And Great One Eighters is the weekend after. In Europe. In uh, Oakland. Dang. Yeah. Oh, by the way, for those of you not watching on YouTube, I'm pointing at myself when I say in Europe oh, yes. because I won't be there. And Randy, I, you'll be in Oakland? Yeah. Dang. Okay, but back up north, fun family or what? Um, For the show that I'm currently working oh, on. Oh, that's the right. Hip Hop Nutcracker. Hip-hop Nutcracker. Yeah, I want to talk about it. Just to see it off, but yeah. Amazing. Did you finish introducing yourself? I can't remember. That was a very natural progression. Uh, yeah, I think we just got to like, I came out here, took a lot of classes, went it, to like Beat Freaks training uh, stuff because yes. I, I was obsessed with them. Yes. And then it was actually the Beat Freaks that, and Allison Falk specifically, that got me signed and like pointed me in the right direction. Very like cool. let me know that this was something I Viable, could make a career something you can out do. of. Yeah. And holy shit, she was right. I think, I think you are one of the best examples, I will say, of people straddling these two worlds back to flow and back to straddling we'll talk about that later <laughs> sometimes my word choice I, I really love it i do too i'm sticking to it we i took class last night yeah. marty and tobias taught together and there's one lyric you have a freestyle opportunity on the word star and somebody dropped into a center split and reached forward yes is it baby i'm a star and i was like oh, so that good. is how you so straddle good that is the perfect use of straddle yes that and others, but we're back to you straddling. Can we just, should we go back to the top? Uh, I just like back to me straddling. Are we, are we mature enough to have a conversation <laughs> about careers? Yes, we are. Commercial world versus street slash social slash battle worlds, mm -hmm. which are actually all very different. Mm -hmm. uh, would you say you find yourself balanced in all of those places or yes if we think of balance as kind of an ever negotiating <laughs> yes, we do. thing yes, we do. um micro just yes always. exactly yes. exactly so i wouldn't say i'm like 100 percent of the time 50 50 right, right? right there's times where it's asked of me to be more one side or the other or my focus is more one side or the other but mm -hmm. i never leave that other space and it's just like a, a negotiating the amount of hours i have in a day yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. to how I can s spend that. Yeah. But it does feel like two to three full-time jobs. For sure. Yeah. When you say straddle and I think about the way I'm straddling, uh -huh. I think of that like Jean-Claude Van Damme, like yes, full the straddle. The semi-trucks. Like, like yeah. yes, yeah. I am on two like semi-trucks hurtling straddling down. in motion, like 70 way. miles an hour. Yes. In a center With split. my inner thighs on fire. On fire, fully engaged. <laughs> Or else death. Yes. Right? Yes. Certain yes. death. Yes. Incredible. Um, I love talking about balance with dancers because I think we're really good at finding it. Uh, in life, I mean, like work-life balance, uh, um, other kinds of balance. What else is there? Relationship, <laughs> relationship balance. balance. Um, sure. Everything's yeah. relationships. Yeah. I yes. actually am yes. very focused on relationships at yes. the current. And I think that because dancers know how to find our leg or find our head or elbow mm -hmm. or arm mm -hmm. or whatever by overcorrecting mm -hmm. and then trying again and mm -hmm. overcorrecting the, mm -hmm. the wrong way mm -hmm. and then micro adjusting your way in that really is how yeah. it is in life yeah there and there and as soon as you find it somebody will be like oh and now you need to wear heels yes. or and now yes. the stage yes. is raked yes and now yes. you're wearing a mask yes and the adjustments yes. begin again um, and and i think that brings up a good point of like i think i have found a good footing mm -hmm. but it took years right. and it took people telling me I was doing the wrong thing by focusing in both and <clears throat> choosing to ignore that and continue to do what I was doing. I love choosing to ignore people. <laughs> because did you have a strong sense? I must, I love both. It was, I love both. It was a, and it wasn't a, a like, this is so easy to ignore. It was a very stressful, okay, like yeah, maybe yeah, they're right. Because sure. you maybe care about I should be what doing people this. think of you and yeah. these are people you probably, admire yes. and look up to. Uh -huh. and, um, and it was almost more of a, like, I couldn't help myself. Uh -huh. than like a very clear choice. Uh -huh. It was like, cool. okay, like let me focus on choreography. And then within a couple of months, I'd be like, oh, but I miss battling. And I would like have to find my way back Amazing. there. Or let me focus on like being in the battle world and stuff. And then like, oh, but I miss performing on stage. So I would like find my way back there. And so, um, but it did, it came with a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. 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 As I think most of us that have found a, of path your own path has yeah. have, have encountered here's the thing though i think you're gonna find shit 
on somebody else's path too. Yes. If you're a, a sheep and you're just like on the other path, there's shit out there. Other people's shit you're stepping in. You're just, and it's a less exciting path a, a in the less, meantime. A less yours path. Yes. Um, and so, yes, when you're navigating your own, you have to deal with disappointing other people or being misunderstood by other people. You have to deal with the unknown. You have to deal with uncertainty mm -hmm. and simply not knowing. But here's the wonderful thing about life. Even if you're on the sheep path, the path of all the other people, you still don't actually know where you're going. Nobody knows where we're going. You just think you know where you're going because everyone else is going there too. And I still don't fit into that path. Like right. I'm, I'm a also a queer, like more masculine woman in an industry that like doesn't necessarily celebrate that. So even if I try to fit in with the sheep, I'm gonna stick out. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 Yo, yeah. Can we talk about this? I want to read a post that you shared recently because it sounds like you have really found. Did you just get nervous? I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> Uh, it sounds like you have really found in in where you don't fit. Yes. You have been able to refine and define exactly where you do fit. And I just have to read this out loud because your understanding of self in this post was is tremendous. You said, I don't fit in a box. I don't stick to a style. I'm better live than on video. I'm not always clean. I don't have many, quote, battle tactics and I don't do sets. I wear baggy clothes. I don't like to dance with my hair down, but I'm grateful that at this age in my journey, I can express what I feel. I stay true to me, take it or leave it. I'm a maniac. <laughs> and it was like, this self-awareness is rich. I love it so much. I love it so, so, so much. Do you think uh, that is something that was hard won? Or have you always had a strong sense of self? It was hard one uh -huh. for sure. Uh -huh. I think I think if I'm being really transparent, there was definitely a time in my life where I just wanted to fit in. Yeah, I'm not the quirky kid that always was so proud to not be like everyone else, um, which I love watching that, and I wish that I had been that because I think I would have celebrated myself a lot sooner. Mm -hmm. But I went through a phase of like my friend Alone even pointed this out the other day. She's like, I watched you go through a phase of like trying to fit in um and it just not working and yeah. so you had like my hand was forced a little bit to okay. like i was like okay i'm either gonna self-implode or i need to start loving myself yo what did that look like for you how did loving yourself manifest in action a big part of it was being more specific with who i surrounded myself with mm. and surrounding myself with people that made me feel loved and appreciated and seen mm -hmm. and for me that was also now another world to straddle, but mm. spending more time in the um, queer and lesbian, specifically lesbian community. world community. Mm -hmm. And then I think also just like age. Yeah. You know, there's something magical about women turning 30 and beyond. Whoa. Let's go. Yeah. Let's talk about it. That like we just, we spend so much of our lives to being told what we're supposed to do, what we're supposed to mm -hmm. look like, what we're supposed to, and I think there's something just like changes and I've heard many women say this and I've heard them say it before I was in my 30s. I've experienced it once I got to my 30s. Mm -hmm. I'm only 31 and a half. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm well into my Me 30s. Me too. Um, but that like something's changed where I just felt more settled mm -hmm. in who I was mm -hmm. and I didn't need the outside validation in yeah. quite the same way. Less, less eager to please. Yes, very less eager to please. Mm -hmm. And so, and then also like the partnership I'm in right now is really healthy and, and uplifting mm -hmm. and I feel very seen and celebrated. And, mm -hmm. and so it's like all these little factors just fell into place. Mm -hmm. um, but it did kind of start with this decision of like, even if I don't know how it's going to look, I need, I have decided that I need to love myself and the women that I look up to, I can yeah. tell they love themselves. Oh yes. Keeping good examples of people who love themselves yes. in your life yes. is a huge part of it. Yes. Yeah. And love themselves with kindness, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it doesn't, yeah. but like with force and strength. Woo. Love yourself with kindness and force and strength. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. Maybe not. It's kind of long, but that's like, yeah, what a what a lovely thing to aspire to, to love yourself with kindness, which doesn't mean gentle, yes. like fierce kindness, yes. relentless yes. kindness, yes. radical kindness. Yes. 
Yeah. And that shows up in the way that you train, I imagine. That shows up in your self-talk. That shows up in probably, probably even the way that you treat other people. You know, they I are, have become a better person to other people yeah. for sure. Now by that you're like fully loving, loving on myself. yourself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Can we not so gently segue Absolutely. back to Hip Hop Nutcracker? Yeah. That's the show you're working on right now. Yeah. So you followed your interests into the choreography world, which by the way, we've only got to gig together, like officially gig together, small handful of times too. Nickelodeon. Two or three. SpongeBob. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Duped. <laughs> Duped. <laughs> but we did get paid. We so did. That's not the worst. And we got to hang out. I I think they took out half my hair on that gig with teasing it and spraying it and dyeing it. And was, yes. did they dye my skin also? Yes. Why do I feel like my whole body was yes. blue? No, we were all mm. weirdly painted. We, we'll have some photos. Follow us on Words That Move Me and we'll do some sharing throughout yes. the week. Because well, both such a fun both one. Both jobs that we've done. <laughs> what have was been, the other one was the, J, the JT and SZA one where they... Oh. <laughs> Where they put us in the sparkly suits. Oh, those photos? You could not tell it was Dana. You really couldn't. That wig? Like, you were the only one in a wig. I was in a... (laughs) It wasn't a wig. It was was tracks. (laughs) That shit was embedded. Um, And then the uh, captain's hat. A captain's hat, uh, disco ball lips, acrylic nails, full set. Acrylic nails. And do you remember what happened right after that gig? Um, No. COVID. Yes, yes. Yes. That was my last gig before Yep, before COVID. shit shut down. Yeah. And so acrylic nails fully grew out. I had to learn I've never you had, had acrylic nails in my life. Out how to, like, I had to figure out how to do how to get rid of acrylic nails they during the pandemic. They put me in cornrows. Oh, I remember. And I did not want to be forever on video as the white girl in cornrows, so I pinned my hood up. My hood's up in that entire thing. I did not recall. Oh, yeah, that's a I sneaky, quietly did it. That's a sneaky I quietly trick, did it. Really. But I was like, you're not going to catch me, which also was very, I'm glad that I made that choice. That's a, a, a powerful um, choice. Yeah. Can you imagine yourself having that conversation on set? Um. So this is what was interesting. Because I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't want to have that. I mean, that, is, that, that, I, that's I didn't, I didn't want to have that conversation. I also didn't want to. Uh, well, because the person that asked, asked what I was. She was like, you're Latina, right? And I was like, no. Well, this gets into a lot of semantics. But I was like, I'm Portuguese. Uh-huh. She said, oh, it's the same thing. And then told the hairdresser to put me in cornrows. And so I didn't feel empowered in that moment yeah. to tell them that 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 I wouldn't do that. And, you know, we always get labeled as troublesome dancers anyways. So I just immediately started thinking of ways that I could, that you could have make both. this work. Yes. And hair department was, can have me in braids yes, and, and I can have yes, my dignity and I'm identity. I'm going to go to wardrobe and be like, I think it'd be really cute if we just pinned this. There's this hood on this. We should utilize the hood. Did I have a and hood on mine? I think we all had hoods. But I think I also got uh, away with it. Mine was covered by my hair. Yes. You <laughs> couldn't see anything else on you except that hair. And I think w- I got away with it by saying that because I was breaking, if I was doing <clears> tricks, <throat> the hood would fly around. So it would better if it was just tacked to my You're head. sneaky, sneaky son of a gun. I, I, I. You've found ways. like to, to say that I know ways of speaking in these situations to make something sound like it's someone else's great idea instead of telling somebody what to do or like to, mm. you know what I mean or like I, I it's not my wardrobe so how do I kind of like make it sound like we're working together and like oh that would be great if do you, you know. think that that's a female quality yes yeah 100%. I do too but I didn't want to say it but I yeah. did want to say it yeah and so I did yeah <clears throat> I think people call us manipulative without realizing why we have to be manipulative the, the as women we just have to be smart that yeah. we have to do yeah. to not be too powerful yes. or too opinionated yes. or too thoughtful on a project. Yeah. I would like to become a person though. I'm seeing like the way of working it, right? Which is the the gymnastics that you did, which is a great segue to Olympics, which we're going to talk about in a second. The gymnastics that you did to please both parties, mm-hmm. right? This person got their dancer in braids and you had, you know, coverage for what you were going through. Um, and, I, I think you found a way to do that. What I would love to have all dancers work towards is 
is to dismantle the idea that we're problem mm-hmm. makers mm-hmm. and replacing it with the idea of we're people who have professional and uncomfortable mm-hmm. conversations. Mm-hmm. But holy hell, in the moment, yeah, in the in the moment when the clock is ticking, totally. and you've got different people talking to different people, and totally. And I yeah, think it's, it's, uh, yeah. it's it doesn't always feel great to insert your beliefs, boundaries, requests, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and I think. Even now I'm learning how to word things Mm -hmm. so that they come off as collaborative and professional Mm -hmm. instead of like, no, I won't do this or no, I won't. And I think that's when people Mm -hmm. start to feel like we're being difficult. But I do think there's like times where I've like needed something wardrobe wise to do Mm -hmm. what you've asked me to do as an artist and a job or hair wise. It's the most important. Yeah. For me, the most important department for dancers to be tight with. Totally. And respectful towards. Totally. Totally. We must work symbiotically. Dance and wardrobe. It's so important. Totally. Um, And I think there's also like just things around the dance culture versus the wardrobe culture. We're playful human beings. Yeah. We like to joke. We like to laugh. We like to like, so we almost always will make fun of, (laughs) we'll always talk shit, but we talk shit about each other. We talk shit about, it's just like how we communicate. Mm -hmm. And I think that gets misconstrued as like the dancers are complaining about wardrobe again, rather than Mm -hmm. like, we're just having fun and talking shit. Oh, interesting. And so that's culturally, our banter is call out culture and like, Make fun, play fun. Yes. And maybe fashion culture is a little bit more tight, yes. tight-lipped, a little yes. bit less say what you yes. think. <laughs> and th- this is just like new observations I've made. We're just kind of like... But, um, uh, as you're talking about this, though, I'm remembering one of my favorite tools for boundaries in this, this conversation that can be so hard. I'm loving these four words in tandem. Yes, and... Mm-hmm. And no, but mm-hmm. no, I'm not comfortable with my hair and cornrows, but I do. I have this one look that I really love. It's twists. It might give you the same edgy feel without the cultural appropriation. Yes. Yes. Right. And no, but seem to help me with like this kind of mad lib structure of uncomfortable conversation. I know the yes. And goes here. I know that this mm-hmm. goes there, mm-hmm. but wh- mm-hmm. how, help me. It helps me fill in the blanks of uncomfortable conversations on totally. set. So, yeah, I'll think of you next time something like that happens with me, and I'll send you a little note. Yeah. Be like, dodge yes. the bullet. Yes. Or I took the bullet. Yes. <laughs> I will do the same. Okay, good. Fun additional fact, and yes, then we please. can segue to gymnastics. Yes. I then had to go straight from set the day we did the half day uh-huh. to meet my nephew at Disneyland uh-huh. with oh, said with the look. Yeah. look. So I had to, in like 90 degree weather, <gasps> wear a hoodie the whole because you were corn road so closed because yeah. I didn't want to be that person. Yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. that is tremendous. What, what, that was only a half day shoot day. Did we have two shoot days? We had two shoot days, and one day I had done my freestyle the first day. Uh-huh. So when they kept the other three to do their freestyle, uh-huh. I was released. Oh, or I think something. I think so I was too. I'll tell you like what, that. I was damn near released from that whole video. I am in. Maybe four seconds of it. <laughs> I, of all the things, they had me do that whole shoot through the plexiglass. Yes. Which looked really that was cool. Tight. That was awesome. Um, they shot from underneath like mm-hmm. a, an acrylic sheet so we could see. It looked like you were breaking on floaty yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and the one shot they used was this like tiny little shoulder <laughs> spin <laughs> moment. That was <laughs> yeah. amazing. We love, we love what to, we love waiting to see what comes out in the edit. We yeah. do. And you, I'll tell you what. Sometimes it is a surprise. You never know what you're going to get. But I love that we don't have to edit our work. Yes. Because Riley over here, we edit the podcast. There's tremendous freedom in that. But if we had to have final say and be in the editing room and be doing all the things, we would never get to do the dance part. Yeah. Because that takes well, so long so we're great we love editors and also it's still about the artist for sure you know we love to watch for where we made it in but like the thing Could is still imagine? about the artist oh this is should be a thing maybe in the future where dance is is king um dance right now by the way is like we're like part of the royal guard but i would say dance still maybe kind of like court jester yes. level um, but when <laughs> yeah. dance is king Actually, the overlaps there is, it's actually, actually, we should pause for a second to talk about that. Court jesters in the medieval times were responsible for, obviously, entertaining, but they were also the only people permitted to clown on the royalty. They were the only people allowed to make fun of the king. 
and not like be beheaded or something. So we're truth truth tellers. Yes. Yes. And we are playful yes. and we are jokesters yes. and we are entertaining. Yes. Um, but anyway, someday when dance is king, instead of having director's edits, we'll have dancers edits. Yes. Where it's like heavy dance version. Yes. Which would be so cool. Really cool. Yeah. Did I, I, did I ever tell you this idea that I have? Um, are you familiar with drunk history yes. on YouTube? I want to do drunk music video remakes. Imagine. Can I please be a part of this? I'm well, really good at drinking and dancing. <laughs> booked. You're booked. Is that on your special skills? It should be. Um, uh, well, the, the, the concept, don't get mad, but the concept would be to have the original cast of, let's say, Britney Spears' Slave for You. Have them get shitty and just see, okay, like hit play and see I how, love that, that. how that goes. <gasps> I also would love to offer, yes, you know, maybe a, another version of the episode where we just get drunk and talk about old That's safer. videos. That's safer in some ways and more dangerous in other ways. It's really dangerous. Part, really dangerous. <laughs> but I do think that. Yeah, I think it's that would super be risky. Epic. I yeah. mean, it would be epic. I do love it. It would end up looking like a night at WeHo, but it'll be <sighs> amazing. I've been I've been told that I would do good reaction videos. Yes. Like YouTube reaction videos. Yes. I might start incorporating that into the yes. podcast. Because I have a face that does not yes. lie. Yes. I, and I have a very yes. expressive Which is face. why I love working with you and why in, why in certain environments I just yeah, <laughs> I just look over and then I have to look away because we'll get in trouble. It, this this helps me and it hurts me actually yeah. because I communication is important verbal and nonverbal but uh, sometimes my face can betray me. Mm -hmm. I've also actually I've talked about this on the podcast before. Physical affirmation like very visual like big head nods and stuff like that. Like I do that all the time on set. If I, I if I hear a no, I just want you to know that yes, I agree. I, I'm receiving your note. But what that can mean sometimes is if if a note comes and I don't give my big verbal, it's like, what's the stick up your ass? What's yeah, the matter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I've kind of gotten myself yeah. to a place. I'm trying to undo some of my big, loud yes. affirmations. Yes. Stuff. My girlfriend loves to let me know how obvious my like <laughs> or dislike of things <laughs> is. And I am also working on... That kind of tampering. And, yeah, that. and not to like hide anything, but sometimes that's not the moment. You just, you don't need professionalism. Period. Yeah, you want to be in control yes. of it. Yes, Versus yes. it being in um, something that you're not aware of. Yes. Okay, Riz is resettled back in. Yes. I'm resettled back in. We're back on track. And we're back. One more time to talking about Hip Hop Nutcracker. How did you find yourself... In the role, you are choreographing the show, right? I'm associate choreographer. Okay, fantastic. Mm -hmm. And how did you find yourself there? Because you were in the show years past. I did a job with Jennifer Weber, who is the um, head choreographer director of Hip Hop Nutcracker. Mm -hmm. And through that job, met her, worked with her. And then the, that same year, she brought the casting from New York to L.A. Mm -hmm. So myself, <clears throat> um, She Street, Urellis... Uh, Lily Frias, like Twitch, all these like mm -hmm. incredible dancers ended up being on that cast mm -hmm. that year. And she asked me to assist mm -hmm. her in choreography. So I started I as I the assistant. Yeah. yeah. Started as the assistant mm -hmm. the first year um, and then moved to associate, I think, two years later. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that was a year where, because Jennifer was on another job, um, I actually ran the rehearsal. So that was my first time like being in that role of uh -huh. being the head of a, of a rehearsal leading of a that large leading a room, yeah. um, getting people ready to go on tour and on stage. And like, it was, it was a huge learning curve that yeah. I'm incredibly grateful for. Yeah, yeah. I'm also incredible. Shout out to the original casts that were working with me when I was like figuring all of this out and how mm -hmm. incredible and helpful and like understanding they were in yeah. that process yeah. and how forgiving they were in that process. Listen, a lot of first times. In yeah. There. Uh, and so, and that was those, t how many years? Um, that was two years in, but I've now worked on the project for eight seasons. Okay. Yeah. So this is your, this is your gig. You this understand is, it yeah. in and out. And this year I'm not going on tour. I'm just... Putting the show up. Putting the show up. Waving and, them off. Yeah. And How does that feel? It feels incredible. And I'm learning a lot. Now in the tech room, I won't be on stage anymore. I'll be 
learning how to do lighting cues and like all of nice. that stuff. So it's, it's, yeah, it's very interesting to look back on the journey and the arc of all of that yeah, yeah, and yeah. like find myself here now. I would love to see the show. I haven't the show, ever. I have always wanted to. And the I never show have. is incredible. The every year the cast is like these amazing freestyle dancers. I love that we've kept it in yeah. that true world, to, yeah. true to that world, um, where a lot of times with theater shows you end up like, you know, somebody that can catch choreo really well and can do some tricks and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And every person that's been in it has left a footprint on that show. Cool. For sure. Whether it's a character choice or a little moment that got added in or like there's just so many incredible minds that have gone into creating it and it being where it is now. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Can't wait to share it. We will definitely link to tickets in the show notes of this episode. So thank you for yes. sharing. Yes, I'm so yes. curious. Okay, gymnastics. Let's segue. Mm -hmm. And by gymnastics, I mean Olympics. We talked about <laughs> gymnastics earlier. Now we're talking about the Olympics. Okay. I pretend I know nothing mm -hmm. other than the fact that breaking will be represented in the Olympics, question mark. Uh, you will be on the team, question mark. How did, what, yeah. what, what has transpired? Yes. So this has been an FFT. Okay. A first fucking time. Well, for everyone. For everyone yeah. involved. For everyone involved. And like everyone is genuinely, for the most part, doing their best, uh -huh. right? To like pivot to facilitate thing to like into, get it integrated it, in a way that is actually appropriate genuine and the, appropriate yeah, and like, for the craft yeah and i i think like, do i say sport for the sport i still don't say sport that's a big, some people like, that's do part of the conversation say sport. right it is a big part of the conversation and like i think because we like to live in a binary world right it's like sport or art but like this is genuinely something that lives in both worlds yeah but i do think there are breakers that have always been sport more sport oriented in the like it's about the competition it's mm -hmm. about the like you know being in peak physical form and mm -hmm. there's breakers that have always been in the art where it's about the party and the fun and the battle is a part of that mm -hmm. but it's about a greater picture than just the competition and that's mm -hmm. always been a split <laughs> and that will continue like there's you know worry that the olympics will change this thing and things will shift 100 like but culturally this, yeah but this other scene will always exist 100 regardless of what happens over there yeah but i do think we have to really talk about and acknowledge that this is not a sport in the sense of like this is a game that's been moved but this is a culture and this is a black culture and we're now moving this into a world where we have to make sure that that is represented uh -huh. and that that is spoken about and that we have people that know that culture are are that culture at the forefront yeah. of it and forefront in multiple places on the judging front. On the judging front, on, on, the, on competitors, the competitors, but teams. on the organizers on the front, organizers on front. the like producing front, on on all fronts really. And like that's where it gets dangerous um, if you're just looking at the best breakers. Some of them 100% know all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone knows it, right? But you know, what, what are they going to be speaking about when they get that spotlight? Um, yeah. And so this is what we kind of like wait and see. Right. But, okay. but it's been in the making. There's been multiple versions of like trying to make a team. Uh -huh. The latest was that you had to place top four in nationals. So it all came down to one competition this year. Okay. And I placed fifth. So I missed the team by one Dang. slot. Yeah. Tell me how you but feel about that. I mean, I still feel, you know, proud that I'm ranked fifth in the U.S. in B-Girls. That still feels very good. And I, again, recognize I'm somebody that's straddling worlds mm -hmm. where a lot of other people involved in this are not straddling mm -hmm. worlds, which is like good and bad, right? I get to like, I'm already working as a dancer, which yeah. is what a lot of them are trying to do that's, as yeah. breakers. But then it also means I have less time to... Be practicing, be committed, be exactly, exactly. Be well eating, rested eating, going sleeping, into breathing. these things. Yeah. This. So it's, I knew I wanted to jump in and really give it my all, mm -hmm. but that also meant that I stopped working for a period of time leading into it. Mm -hmm. And there's no money coming into it for that, for the 
for the trial community at large. Period. Yeah, it's like some oh. some some oh, people are yeah. starting to get a, sponsored here and there and stuff. Right. Sponsorships, but, like, but that's not you're not actually getting paid to participate. Not in the at games. all. Nobody you're, is. You're spending your money to fly mm. to the qualifiers to to you get to hotel rooms up. to all of this and like even the international ones now that the team is going to. There's some stipends. There's a lot of out-of-pocket money coming. There's Dang. like a mix of things happening. So that sounds less and cool only than one I person goes from each, um, like one B girl, one B boy, goes to the Olympics. How do you feel about that? Speaking of binaries and the B boy and the B girl yeah. thing, that's like this What's wider that? conversation. That's like. I mean, in sports in general, right? That's becoming a very yes, big correct, conversation. Um, as far as that, um, how do you personally feel about it? It's also weird because the the break, like, I would say the big um, separation of b boy b girl happened more around like 2017, 2018, uh-huh. when Red Bull had a cipher for b girls, which I do think was a positive thing because it gave people. It, it gave more female breakers or female identifying breakers a platform, yeah. right? So you saw more. We can see the, these younger B-girls are insane. And I know in part that's because they had something to look to, yeah. look forward to. They had a lot of examples of yes. of women, well, a lot, quote unquote, but much more than relative. we had relative. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to that, I think only one B-girl had ever made the main stage for Red Bull. Wow. So, but then it became like, Everything's separated out, yeah. and I don't know. I'm still on the fence of, how, of whether that's good or bad because now it's a different pool that we're comparing ourselves to. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe a smaller pool that is setting the bar, whereas like B girls like Beta, who used to battle dudes all the time, was like burning the shit out of people. Nice. So, and not that girls aren't doing that now. It's just like it's it's different but then the binary i know is hurtful for some people that don't it can be exclusive. particularly identify with either there is the balance of like how do we make something more inclusive mm-hmm. but honor its history and past because and not come B-boy in as is, right, is what we call right, it right and not come in as someone newer or even like a guest to the culture and, and demand change right so it's about having the conversations um i was a part of the first ever pride panel at Red Bull BC one, which was like a huge step, um, you know, so, and like it didn't get put online because nobody knew what the response and blowback would be. It was right. very much a in the room moment, uh-huh. but it's and the conversation, having the conversations start and is- including <laughs> older generations, like B-Boy Wicket was there and uh-huh. Beta was there and like including older generations in the conversation. Cause there is some like, and I feel it too, as like a quote unquote, I don't know, kind of middle school queer right now, right? That there's this like kind of entitled, I don't know if entitled is the right word, but there's this like, we're right and you guys have been doing it wrong for forever. And it and has to this, change It has now. to be this and you have to get on board with this change immediately. Even mm-hmm. though you've had to navigate your life without these words being available to you without these like terminologies uh definitions new like this is some of this pronoun stuff is very new for us too even as a person that has felt like i don't fit the binary Mm. right so to have somebody force me to like give that in that moment when i'm like i'm re i'm like taking out all these things that i've been confused or navigating or stuff my whole life and trying to redefine so like give me a second yes great it's great that you got to walk into already having all these terms but like and feel so empowered as to try to change the world yes i love that i love that and we need that that from youth and we probably did that in our own way when we were younger but also the grace of like (laughs) like you get to have that because we did what we did and yeah. we get to have this because the generation before us did what, did they, what did. they did. And totally. so like a little more, um, I think a little more grace and compassion and bridging and patience. patience. Wouldn't hurt. Yeah. I, that's, thank you for pointing that out. And I do agree that there's a lot to be applauded in this, yes. in this generation. And there's some in things this upcoming that, generation. And there are also some things where you just say like, Maybe maybe have a seat. Yeah. Just maybe have, yeah. have a seat for a yeah. second. And there are things where, like, yes, we don't need patience anymore, right? There's certain, like, very, like, we don't need patience for, like... And, of course, 
violence and like those kind of things, right? But it's, but that's it's how a nuanced they conversation. Are about this yeah. yeah, I yeah, get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I very much get it. Yeah, I think dance doesn't always realize the the industry dance world or even like the underground community or stuff. I don't think we always realize the ways in which we still mirror the greater society. Hmm. And as artists, I think we're, we think we live outside of it. Hmm. And I think it infiltrates into our communities as well. Mm -hmm. And like we have to acknowledge the parts where we're like mirroring maybe something unhealthy. But mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I, it, we are in so many ways in a bubble and in so many ways exactly the same yes. as everyone yes. else all yes. over the place. Yes. Yeah. A, a mirror yeah. of, of yeah. everything else. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. And it's interesting like... I think queer experience gets lumped into one pile mm. and everyone's is very different and very nuanced. Like mine is very much a, the queer experience of a like more masculine lesbian, mm -hmm. right? Um, that's going to be different than like queer man, trans woman, trans man, non-binary person. Like all of these things are, you know, very different. Yeah. Identities in general, yes. all very different. Yes. So it, it's it's good to hear that there are conversations being had and that, that there are activists who really care deeply about making change. Um, and I think there simply must be a balance of maintaining and changing. Yes, yes. What, what stays the same yes. and what what must stay and what must change. Yeah. That's, yeah. I guess, what yeah. is at the, yeah. the core of those yeah. conversations. Totally. I'm glad you're in the room for that. And I'm glad your voice is being heard. We're trying. We're trying. Okay. And then adding, you know, just to bring awareness to the intersectionality of race and all these other things into that too. And like how much like has white feminism or white queerness like had the lead voice and like where do we make space so that we're following the lead of people of color and yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned for the answer <laughs> to that question. Yeah. Um, I'm, thank you for being so thoughtful and bringing that to the forefront. It's essential conversation. Yeah. I don't have the answers, but it's... Okay. You might have the answer to this question, though. Um, will we see breaking in the Olympics in L.A.? We will not. We will see it in, in Paris in 2024. We will not see it in L.A. in 2028. And can, you explain, can you explain news. why? Uh, LA, the the Olympic committee that decides whose sports are making it, uh -huh. voted to not have it. So essentially, in order for breaking to be safe and tenured into the like Olympics. With no questions asked in order for it to exactly. become a, like a pivotal sport or whatever, like yeah, a yeah. sure yeah, yeah, in. Yeah. yeah. Um, it needs to be in three consecutive Olympics. Games. Okay. And so Paris is one. Paris is one. Um, I've heard that 2032 is a sure in, um, however that may change, but we, we do think it'll be in 32. It will not be in 28. So does the clock go back the to clock goes zero, back, goes back to zero. Dang. Well, I was very much looking forward to it. I will be watching Paris closely. Yes. And, um, and I, it's a shame they didn't wait to see how well it did yeah. at Paris yeah. before making that decision, but, um, it is a money game. Yeah, a little bit. And so if they don't, there's still like, when we, I mean, we could go down the rabbit hole of all the things, but there's still an idea that this is not a valuable man art form. And, and I think that goes, that gets even into our dance world. And like, you know, I, I, oh, I man, do really? think that like. I have so much reverence for, for B-boys and B-girls because I can't, that I just think it's like unfucking touchable. I think but I, I think sometimes you guys that are the untouchable elite. means that you don't know what to do with it means that it ah, never fair. gets opportunities. So that is terribly it's like, it's that's like terribly I feel unfortunate. like I feel like I get told all the time that I'm people's favorite dancer mm -hmm. and yet never hired because people don't know how to handle you, use it, or yeah. uh, like you know. And and I when when dance is already on the lowest rung, I feel like people love freestyle. But to love something and to value it is two different things. How would you like to be valued? Like what's your what's your dreamscape as far as the ecosystem for, for freestylers and commercial dance? I think part of it is we have some incredible 
directors of movement, choreographers that live inside the freestyle world that mm-hmm. would know how to utilize that sort of story, speak storytelling. Speak your language. And, uh, that speak your language. Um, she Street, freedom. Yeah. Um, I, I work towards that when I work with people of like trying to, to, to bring together different styles of dance and know how to highlight each thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Without eight hours of rehearsal and five Vienna, six Vienna, seven and right, eight. Right, right. And even when when choreography is involved, right? Like I feel like oftentimes it gets dropped to the lowest common denominator mm. instead of individualized with who's in the room and highlighted and and things. You and, mean the choreography itself gets like watered down? Yeah, so that, so that like okay. maybe everyone can do it, or uh-huh. so that like versus having choreography that suits this, this person's person. exact strength. Exactly. Yeah, that that is truly the job of a great choreographer. Yes, and. I think yes. it, it, yep. Sometimes yeah. Sometimes we're not all yeah. great all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's just like it's you know it feels like we get we get brought in to do something that we have spent our life a majority of our life tons of hours perfecting in our own quote unquote rehearsals if we want to use mm-hmm. that kind of speech, but. They don't have us at rehearsals because we're br- providing our own thing, so we don't get that payment. Mm-hmm. We get just the plug-and-play dancer pay on the day of, mm-hmm. rather than being like, you have sought me out for this for specific my lifetime artistry of <laughs> for that my- I am providing, and yeah. then it gets credited Special under the choreography's, choreographer's name. Right, and it's like the, that person made it up, told Pre- you, told you to do that thing. Mm-hmm. I can 100% see how that's problematic and I can 100% tell you how excited I am to have your voice in the room for choreographers guild conversations yes. where we're and I'm like I think the important thing now is to lay the overall foundation so yeah. I'm trying not to like come in punching with that too early well, but it is okay something to be angry. that like I mean yeah. it's okay to really be charged up mm-hmm. for change by anger or by wrongdoings and by all, yeah. the, all the ways all the ways things have gone wrong for like, you for example that's how we fix it um there was a moment where um a major artist uh-huh. was hiring for a music video and started putting out casting calls on battle pages for freestylers and wanted to only pay them 200 dollars for the 12-hour day knowing that they're going into communities where like maybe people don't understand what a rate should be. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're excited. This is the thing that drives me crazy. I don't care if I'm excited for the opportunity. I don't care if it's the first time of me getting a great opportunity. I don't care if I love to freestyle anyways. I don't care if you hire me for something, pay me my worth to add to your project. Mm-hmm. So then I got hit up through my agency for this same Thing and they were only offering 300 now, right? And I was like, no, I will do it at the time the rate was 500. Mm-hmm. I'll do it for 500. Dancers they, Alliance rate was yeah, five for a music video. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. which is, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So uh, they come back to my agent with 450. And I'm like, if you could come up, now you're just trying to like let me know you have the power by undercutting me by $50. So I, everyone on the thing said yes. And I replied all and said, actually, no, the rate still is Hard $500. No. Hard no for me. I think it, it'll probably be doable for them to come up the other 50. Mm-hmm. Then everyone came back around and said, like, yes, yes, I'm with that, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, Dancers Alliance heard about the casting and was going to the casting saying, saying don't do this. this yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, enough, it was like team effort. On all fronts. Right? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I got blacklisted. From that production. However, they ended up hiring freestylers for $550 for that video. And for me, that's a win. I lost the job, but overall that goes up. And that affects me overall too. And I think that's how we have to like think about it. And I know not everyone is in the same position for financially. financially, And I 100% recognize that. I also know that people on all one visas can't get side jobs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a million factors, but like when we can, if we can stay together, it means that instead of just like getting by tomorrow, we could actually set ourselves up with like a, a career where we can live the life that we deserve to live for how hard we've worked. And a legacy for and the our community, legacy. Yeah. for future generations of people who want to be able to do this yeah. for a living. Yeah. 
Are you ready for the final segment? Yeah. I have a new segment on the show. It's not new anymore because this is the fourth, fifth, sixth time we've done it. But whatever. It's new to you. Yeah, it is. Uh, We're calling it Wrist Roll With It, which is a rapid fire question (gasps) segment. Unfortunately, I'm freestyling this episode today and I'm not as good a freestyler as you are. So I don't have my notes. I don't have my notes, but you know, I love freestyling with you. We've jammed a couple times. Dancing with you is fun. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Rapid fire, quick, ready, set, go. Favorite move. Windmills. I don't know. That's not true, but that's what first came out. That that's an option for you. Favorite song to dance to. Whitney Houston want to dance with somebody. So funny you said that because I just did a birthday freestyle for my friend Pam to that song. It's so fun. Zoom. And I kind of just paddle turn the whole time, but it's my favorite. Skibby dibby woo. There's yes. such good music yeah. in there. Her ad libs go off. It's mm-hmm. a crazy good song. Great answer. Uh, kind of similar, but different. If you could only listen to one song for the rest of time, what would it be? I know. Ouch. It's a terrible punishment, but. Uh, be your girl or your girl, the Kachanada. Nice. Remix. Okay. It builds in such a nice way. I feel like I wouldn't get tired of it. It's not the same thing. It's There's dynamic. An arc. It's, it's yeah, dynamic. It's yeah. Dynamic. Uh, you get you get to dance with anyone, living or dead. Who is it? Frosty Freeze. Good answer. Uh, something you would like to tell your young self? All your strengths lie in the things you're hiding right now. Wow. Something you would like to tell your future self? You fucking did it, bitch. <laughs> and with that, I don't know fi- if we can swear. I'm we sorry. definitely okay. can. Uh, with that, our final question. You ready for this yeah. one? What are the words that move you the most? The first that comes to mind, because it's been on my mind all day, is what you actually told me um, during our coaching of like, really imagine your future self and then just be it. Today. Today. Yeah, there's actually There's no reason that you can't be your future self today. You can walk more like her. You can talk more like her. You can take a bath and put your bathrobe on, which was what I wanted to do. Yes, we did a future self meditation. It's one of the things I do with some of my coaching clients where you imagine your future self, how she wakes up, how she has breakfast, how she goes to work, how she walks, how she dresses, how she talks. And uh, yeah, your future self had a robe and there was like, <laughs> and baths. And there's literally no reason why today you can't have a robe and a bath. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and be more future self today. Totally. I love that. I thought you were going to say, reminds, reminded you of something um, that we've already talked about today, which is flow. <laughs> Because also bring more tampons. That's another rule tampons. to live by. Yeah. 37 years old and I still can't figure it out. Like I never have enough or uh-uh. I've got too many. They're falling out all over right. the place. Or I'm like rushing to like make sure. Can't organize uh, my clock. Yeah, can't yeah, organize yeah. my time. Yeah. And it's the same every month. Every month of our lives we've been doing this since like 30, what? Uh, like 37 now. or something. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Incredible. And have not figured it out. Not figured it out. Yeah, which is why I was late today. But we are <laughs> capable people who can do ridiculous things. We are very capable. What? Okay, can you make me this promise yes. right now? <laughs> Next month, <laughs> November. Well, you're on November already. Okay, so our, we're on different calendars. But you will be getting a text from me some random week in some random month where I'm like, Randy, I did it. I didn't ruin any underwear or pants. I didn't like not have it. I I didn't ever have to ask anyone for one. I'm just going to be on it. My future self is on it. Speaking of future self. Sometimes she's off, but I, it's very, it's something that I just, it's surrounded by a little bit of negative self-talk talk for me. Where I say, like, you should have figured this out by now. Just exactly what we were just doing. Mm-hmm. You've mm-hmm. done this literally since you were 13. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. come you don't have it together? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a good enough answer to that question, apparently, because I keep asking myself that question. I think I also just want to, like, ignore how annoying and how much pre-thought goes into every day that you have your period. Do you know what I want to ignore? What? I don't want to ignore it. I want to rewrite the resentment that I have towards men for not having to fucking deal with that. Yes. While my real estate is on, how, where am I going to find a new pair of underwear right now? Theirs is on like, I should ask for a raise. Yes. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? I'm like, yes. I'm not there yes. yet. Give me time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. This, this, no, no, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Just, and I do think 
we sh- they should have to hear us talk about it more. Like I feel like we try not to talk about it <laughs> we around men. To not- I'm, I'm going to time code this part of this episode and send it to all the men. In all my the life. men. I recently we were talking Sorry, about this. I recently was on a flight where I they had checked my luggage under the plane uh-huh. that had all my tampons because I knew at some point on this job I was going to start. It yeah. started on the flight, and I was only on the job with men. And I should have just, as we got off, been like, y'all, I need to like book it to this thing because I need to get my tampons because I'm bleeding through my pants right now. And I because instead was like, because you're oh, like, I'm just gonna, oh, excuse me, oh, excuse I have to me, run I have to the to... store. I'll meet you guys down in baggage. I'm not spending a lot of time in the bathroom doing anything gross, like 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 <laughs> layer, lining my underwear with toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> We've all done it. We've all done it. I'm like just asking imagining. strangers for tampons. I have. Always have. Always will. Yeah. Um, maybe not. Future self doesn't. Future self is prepared. Or maybe future self has created some sort of solution for that. Or future self has so many tampons, I'm always ready to give strangers and need some. Future self. A little tampon is machine. Like, is like a tampon. <laughs> trick or treat. Like who? <laughs> come on, get it. Well, didn't see us closing out on that note, but Randy. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for so talking much for having serious me. Serious shit for talking silly shit. I uh, respect and appreciate the shit out of you. Thank you for being here. I respect and appreciate the shit out of you, and I am honored to be here. All right. Thank you again for coming. Thank you all for listening and watching. If you're digging what you see and hear, please subscribe, click the bell for notifications, and leave a comment or review uh, or rating because it really helps other people find the podcast. Okay, get out into the world. Keep it funky. I'll talk to you later. This podcast was produced by me with the help of many. Big, big love to our executive assistant and editor, Riley Higgins. Our communications manager is Ori Vajadares. Our music is by Max Winnie. Logo and brand design by Brie Reitz. Thumbnails and marketing by Fiona Small. You can make your tax-deductible donations to Words That Move Me, thanks to our fiscal sponsor, the Dance Resource Center. And also, many thanks to you. I'm so glad you're here. And if you're digging the pod, please share it. Leave a review and rating. And if you want to coach with me and the many marvelous members of the Words That Move Me community, visit wordsthatmoveme.com. If you're simply curious to know more about me and the work I do outside of this podcast, visit thedanawilson.com.